Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 257, episode two of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Tuesday, October 4th, Mm -hmm. 2024. Uh, Good day for coming in loud and clear. Oh, yeah. say that, 10-4. Exactly. And you know what? Surprisingly, nothing to do with CB radios, truckers, and none of that. It's National Cinnamon Bun Day, National Golf Lovers Day. National Taco Day, National Vodka Day, and National Eat Fruit at Work Day, which, okay. Eat fruit at work. Okay. Like, is that a thing you're not supposed to do? I don't like, know. is that a I'm taboo? I'm trying to picture the person who started the campaign to get a national day for eating fruit at work. Right. They're probably like, just like some market- marketer. But uh, I like to imagine instead somebody who's like, nobody, everybody's going to judge me if I eat this apple at my desk. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> Every day is National Fruit Day. I'm sick of it. Thank you. (laughs) National Vodka Day. Yeah. That vodka has a pretty strong following year round, but all right. Yeah. uh, That's definitely from the industry. (laughs) Yeah. Golf Lovers Day is also 
That's yeah, and I'm sure that's from like yeah, the municipal like politicians who can't protect our golf courses. Protect Remember golf National courses. Golf Lovers Day? These are a sweet, sweet suck on our natural resources. Thank you. Protect our parks for the rich at all Thank costs. Yeah, our private exactly. parks for the rich to walk around. That's like what they probably consider like their house. Like it's like that's our Section Eight housing. Like the government Miles, provides us this space sanctuary. for our benefit. Yeah, it's my cool. sanctuary. <laughs> all right. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Plumpers. That's right, Plumpers. That is what I like to call my legs. When you see these plumpers, you'll think that guy must have mad boosties. That is courtesy of Josea on Twitter. This AKA for Jack O'Brien inspired by Blake Wexler's deeply upsetting use of the word plumpers last week. So shout shout out to you. Never forget is what I say about the use of plumpers to describe his legs. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Yeah, starting point guard for the Adelaide 36ers. <laughs> Here comes Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, shout out to the Adelaide 36ers who uh, had an upset win over the Phoenix Suns. And no. I just love the idea that it's, I read the headline that was like Adelaide 36ers pull off an upset against the Phoenix Suns in preseason. I immediately was like, what the fuck are the 36ers? It's when uh, the colony of South Australia was proclaimed. Um, yeah, it's like the, their version of 76ers. But it's still I about colonization. <laughs> the the headline that came across my transom when I saw that was like, this title contender got rinsed by like an Australian team, the first NBA team to lose to like a non-NBA team since OKC. And like, I think it was like years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had a not in my stomach because I clicked through like a good consumer of clickbait mm-hmm. to see which team it was. Because I, I don't follow the preseason so closely that I I you knew this was knew coming up. that this happened. Yeah, right. I wasn't like, oh man, the <laughs> Suns 36ers game we go. coming up. Gotta catch that. <laughs> but yeah, I was very yeah. relieved that it was the Suns and not my 76ers. Yeah. Good show from the National Basketball League. The yeah. NBL in Australia. Australia. That was the worst attempted at the, such a bad attempt at an Australian accent that I shouldn't have even acknowledged that's what I was doing. Yeah, was just move on, accent. Jack. Yeah, move on. <laughs> it also, so the last time the Suns played at home was when it, it's it's very strange. They they lost by like 50. It was supposed to be a big game seven. It had been like a back and forth battle. They were expected to prevail. And they were just like down 40 after the first quarter. And it was this very strange, like malaise had come over them. And now their first game, I think, since then. And they lose in a... And th- this was by far the best team in the NBA last year. So it's it, even if you're not an NBA fan, this is like interesting from a psychological yeah. perspective i think it shows like, that the you know the, the the talent gap you know might be tightening oh yeah could be that too let's give yeah. it to the 36ers I, i'm giving it to the 36ers all day 36 it sounds like the 36ers are a farm team to the 76ers it does like you get up to the 46 work your way up yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly hey what are you guys are playing like a bunch of 56ers today huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Miles, that voice that just came in before he was introduced. Always. We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and talented comedian and podcast host. You've seen him doing stand-up on something called TV, which I'm told is short for television. Uh, You've heard him on podcasts. It's an older medium. 
Uh, yeah, but it's still, you know, still has its adherence, I'm told. Also, you've heard him on podcasts like the truly hilarious Get Rich Nicks. Please welcome the brilliant and talented Nick Turner! Yeah! I do not wait for the man who does not wait for introductions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's me, baby. Okay, I got some good ideas to sell some merch in, in, uh, in professional Ooh. sports. Okay, you remember when IHOP went IHOP? For mm-hmm. burgers. I and it was, yeah. Yeah. And it fucking crushed. Yeah. yeah. Everybody well, loved it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah, boys, for sure. You got there's a TikTok trend where you would go to IHOP or whatever. And uh anyway, so I think the 49ers just for one week changed their name to the 69ers. Hey. And then guy. sell a shit ton of merch. Yeah. And then fire whoever's idea it was and pretend mm-hmm. and walk it back. Or another idea. Okay, this one's better. Fuck that idea. Woodstock 69ers. Oh, Woodstock. Professional yeah. team in Woodstock. It's the only other number that works, or the only other uh, other reason to have a 69. Oh, right, because that's the year of love. I was uh, the yeah. summer of love. I, I was summer of love. Just picturing two hippies 69ing in the mud, and that was much less pleasant. Oh, I bet a lot of that oh. happened, though. Oh, for sure, for sure. Just for hours at a time. Yeah. Just lazily 69ing. <laughs> they're doing it out of laziness. <laughs> yeah, they're just chilling. I don't have I mean, time to do you. They, and felt, they were already naked and they fell down that way and just were like, eh, I guess this is as good a way to spend the afternoon as any. Yeah. Yeah. I would celebrate the birth of uh, social justice hero, Brett Favre. Uh, he was born in 1969. Mm. So I would mm-hmm. I would honor him. There you go. Always yeah. keeping the, the the destitute in mind when building a volleyball <laughs> stadium for your daughter. So you were just frantically Googling people born in 1969? I was or you looking had at everything because I was like, so much <laughs> happened. And I'm like, what's the weirdest thing that I'm like, oh, man, Sirhan, <laughs> Sirhan. We, <laughs> we knew that guy was a liar because that's not how what his name is. Yeah. Mm. It's Favre. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. liar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It it got southernified, southernified is not a word, but he's from Mississippi, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. Shout shout out, shout out to the Grand Mississippi. Hey, shout out to Stealing from the Poor, like Mississippi. No one does it better. <laughs> All right, Nick, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Nice. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're gonna talk about the Brazilian election. It was much closer than people expected. Bolsonaro won enough votes to r- push to a runoff that's going to yeah. happen at the end of the month. And the markets were psyched. The mar- markets surged after his stronger than expected. Result. No way than the guy who's like, I'm really leaning into leftist social justice for this go around. Like when they have them, they're like, oh, thank God. OK, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about MTG is now just leaning into the paranoia. Marjorie Taylor Greene is claiming that Republicans are being hunted. So, yeah, I mean, she's she wants people to just start killing Democrats. I think that's is, preci- it's precisely what they're trying to do is just to motivate more political violence on their yeah. side through yeah. just complete fucking lies. Yeah. We're going to talk about more obscure sports cheating. Yeah. Which, ne- never a bad time. We, we recently talked about allegations of cheating happening in the world of chess. Yes. Mm. Did you guys talk last week about the poker hand? While I was out. No. 
that just froze Twitter. It was all the only thing that people were talking about on Twitter for like two days was this woman winning a hand of Texas Hold'em. Right. And the guy and was just like dead inside, right? He's like, like, what? How could you? Why would you have done that, though? It doesn't make any analytical sense that you would have made that <laughs> made that okay, move. Spock. And she I think she like misread her cards or something. But it, he like made her give him his money back. And it, the whole thing is. Just what? Very yeah, because he was accusing her of cheating. Right. I definitely yeah. saw that because the clip was blowing up. And I, I, I started watching, one, but it was like a four minute clip and nothing was happening. And yeah. I was like, I don't have time for this. And like, by the end of the clip, you, you can see that something has happened because the people around them at the table are like, oh, my goodness. And like, wow, I can't believe it. it's a dead drop. He's drawn dead on this one. I'm like, uh-huh. uh-huh. But they, like once I read into it, it just comes down to him thinking she had worse cards than she did and her behavior it's it seems right, pretty so straightforward like that's just how bluffed? poker works yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and then he's like but she the things she said didn't make any sense and now yeah. uh, i have read theories from supposedly smart people being like you can actually see her pants vibrating at one point why so, is everyone's pants and asshole vibrating yeah. to cheat? So Whether that is chess that or places, poker. <laughs> we got this that. one has nothing to do with vibrating assholes. I'll pr- I promise you that. But I won't yeah. tell you what it is. I'm just gonna let you hear the anger first, and then we'll we'll unfold it from there. Right. Anyways, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that and uh, and all of that, plenty more. But first, Nick, what is something from your search history? Oh, finally, you got to me. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought there were some more sports I hadn't heard of doing cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's almost exclusively porn. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I like that. So if it's almost exclusively, then whatever is it, I think is probably the most interesting. What interrupted your porn search? <laughs> yeah, Do well, I have I a guess... porn addiction? No, sometimes I'm just done. But this is one of those times, which is why I finally agreed uh, to do your podcast. <laughs> I was Googling uh, late night eats in Philadelphia this weekend. I was okay. I, I was nowhere near. No, I was in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know what I could be eating. It's worth what are the people of Philadelphia eating this late evening? We yeah. we were at a wedding and we were staying at the Maj Hotel. Which kind of, if you slur it, kind of sounds like the, the Taj Mahal. Right. The Maj. <laughs> so that's what I call it. Stand at the Maj. Um, and I so. at the, yeah. Let's try yeah. to figure out a way to make it work. I, I mean, I got all the time in the world. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> if I stay Taj Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be ever to, easier to pull off that you stayed at the Mirage than the Taj Mahal. Okay. We were staying at the Mirage Mahal. Okay. And Love it. we got back late on Friday and I asked the front desk girl, what, sorry, woman, uh, if she had a recommendation mm. for anything to eat. And she says, you know what? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like that? She hit you with it like that? Yeah, she was like, ah. I love Philly. She's like, maybe she was going to do it. But then she's like, I've been burned before. Right. I don't have a recommendation. Wow. And and I said, okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> but she said, okay, I do have a recommendation. You can try Uber Eats. Right. <laughs> okay. And I said, that's amazing. okay. 
That is hilarious. She was absolutely done. Yeah. So I had to do a little Googling myself, but you know what? I checked out Uber Eats. And <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah. What'd you land on? She wasn't wrong. I got some uh, Chinese food. It was fantastic. Oh, great. Fantastic. Hey, I, was, I was also at a wedding too. S- similar situation, like uh, like uh, the fr- the night before, wet, like the Friday night stuff had ended mm-hmm. and you're getting back to the hotel. But I'm like, probably like I'm smoking and shit. So I'm like, oh man, I want to fucking eat. And I, but we, we were like in a fucking like two lane highway town. And it was funny because me and this other guest of the wedding, we were both like, we must have both had been like hungry because we were both looking at our phones at the same time. We mm-hmm. turned to like our partners were like, there's nothing on Uber Eats. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I ate a lot of fucking pretzels. Yeah. Well, you should have been in the sixth largest city in the United yeah, States. That was there was a lot more state. options. Where were yeah. you? This place called New Kuyama, which was it's a town on the other side of the mountains of where like Santa Barbara is. I had never been here before growing up in Southern California, but apparently it was this town that Arco thought was going to be the new Saudi Arabia, like in the fifties or sixties and set up all this infrastructure to be like, here we go. (laughs) And then the wells went dry and it just fucking collapsed. And then these people are trying to like revitalize it, which is the most stressful undertaking. I think I've ever heard someone say out loud. It's like, we want to bring this town back to life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that that's a lot of time and commitment, but yeah, it was great. Time. But yeah. but Exxon already drank their milkshake. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, all of it. I mean, I think what they did was they thought they saw like a big ass cup and they're like, there's probably a shitload of milkshake in that cup. And then they mm-hmm. drank a little bit. And they're like, okay, there was only one <laughs> sip. We were over our skis on that one. Mm. What is something you think is overrated, Nick? Okay. I think overrated is flying to weddings. Mm. Uh, I think that we, as a society, should just pick a city where the most people you want to come are, and those people go to your wedding, and no one else does. And we just don't even do it anymore. Right. We don't fly to five different weddings in a year. We just hang out in our house. We tell our closest loved ones we love them. and. We move on with our lives. What do you yeah. think? I like it. Have your support. Uh, when people have a par- a normal party, they don't expect you to fly in for it. Not yeah. one person has ever flown in to one of my ragers. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I mean, what? how would you do that, though? Like, is there like an algorithm you set up to try and find what's the like to do this diplomatically? It's like, well, you're from here. You're from here. We live here. Yeah. 80% of our friends are in this city. Use that like triangulation formula that the police use to discover where a serial killer lives. Right. Yeah, for sure. You get your yarn out. And then, but it turns out (laughs) the answer is always uh, the city that you currently live in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out that's where my friends are. Yeah. But then people, it's always like a small city, you know, like you'll go and then the, but, the smaller the city, the more expensive it is to go there. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're flying into Nukuyama, that's right. like a $1,600 flight. Oh, you right. can't. I mean, there was, there is an airstrip next next to the hotel, but I don't think it's, nothing has landed or taken off from there in decades. But it's, a, it's an interesting thing where it's like, it's cheaper to have the wedding in like a smaller town or something because the market isn't as inflated right. as like a yeah. bigger city. But like, to your point, it's like, yeah, getting there is like six grand though. 
Yeah. And it's in California. And yeah. Like, what? Like, I can get to Tokyo cheaper than I can get <laughs> to Cincinnati. <laughs> Wait, where'd you get those tickets? Because Oh, like, I have a private airline. <laughs> there were some people on, the, on my flight to Philly. There was like a nine-person family, and they were like, uh, they, had, they had not had been having fun at the airport. And then when they got on, there's uh, the the dad was like, "We're flying private from now on. Holy this is shit. ridiculous." Wow! And it's like they weren't even in first class, <laughs> and I wonder if he knew how much private was. Right? Like, did he wait? Did did he feasibly look like someone who? may have flown private or they were saying that like as if they don't know and they're just like i like that idea we're flying private <laughs> <laughs> but you know that you've seen people where you're like this guy could live on the street or, or be a millionaire yeah 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 and i true. don't know was and this like, la to philly if you have if you have money to fly nine family members on a plane you obviously are not a broke person Right. Or terrible with money. Or you because <laughs> they were almost all kids. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. Oh, and just have that like, yeah, I got nine kids and we do whatever we want because money's not an object. Right. Next up, Tahiti. <laughs> but private. <laughs> also, it's probably tough to get nine seats in first, you know? So maybe that's why he was back there. Oh. Uh, and then blaming the kids. It's like I should right. be up there. <laughs> Did he loudly say it as he got on the plane? That's a that was an interesting Well, yeah. Because we got on early because we have a, a kid now uh, under yeah. two, and so we all got to board oh early. So yeah. this was kind of a private show for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we were privy to. I love that. Traveling yeah. with the babies, not not fun. Uh, Nothing better. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's every everything is better. Oh, right. Traveling with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that. Except for that. Well, well. La- the, we we did an East Coast trip like three weeks ago too, and we brought Little the dog. Little East Coast swing, the dog oh, also, and so we had baby and the dog. So this oh was better than that. God, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad as the trip was. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was hell. I mean, because that's the thing. People think the traveling with the baby and the dog are hell, but no. When you get to the place, it sucks the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, have to bring like a Formula One races worth of infrastructure with you, like sure. on a plane <laughs> to be like, all right, man, this kid can shit anywhere and we have multiple outfits and we're ready oh, to go for God. any contingency. But there's too many things, too. And there's always something insane you forgot. Like this time we forgot socks and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> All for three yourselves, you, right? Or for your kid. You just well, you, you, you got got to the airport, <laughs> stepped out of the car. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Oh man! My shoes are all cold and rocky. Wait, yeah. I'm so we paid asphalt, the therefore. cab driver a hundred dollars. I got his socks. Lyra got his shoes. <laughs> and we just stuck the baby's feet in each one of our breast pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Good to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. The trips are overrated for like I, I'm just now coming out of the phase where it is straight up a nightmare to to travel. And even still, like the four year old is is rough sledding because when he wakes. Yeah. But <laughs> when is it the worst? What year is the worst? It's like right now through like I, I'd say I'd say like two through four is pretty bad. 
Ow! Tell me it's over, Jack. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, come on! Why? <laughs> yeah. Because it's at an age where, like, a movie does not... Like, they, they get bored with a movie pretty quickly. And so you can't just Plus be like, here, watch my phone for two hours while I just enjoy the silence. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's a lot. It's just, you, Why did you we have do to be it? on. I, uh, I don't Why know. did we do it? It's a great question. <laughs> no, but I love him. Wouldn't change it for a thing. What's, yeah. What else is happening? <laughs> what's something you think is, <laughs> what's something you think is underrated? Okay. Underrated. I would say a DJ at your wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people that come up to me and they say, I got a band for my, I paid the extra money and we got it, buddy. The band. Well, guess what? The band takes breaks and the band is, they have varying levels of talent and the, the band doesn't do any Jackson five. Right. <laughs> the band, whatever the band is, there's no band on earth that is as diverse as I would like a wedding playlist to be right it's right. i went to a wedding in philly mm. and they did not play let Motown? me clear my throat <laughs> oh. it's because the band didn't know it wow we're but, hoping for more of a motown philly vibe yeah so, you yeah. just need you Doing need a, a few <laughs> yes a Detroit i said east coast swing earlier so i, was I know sure. I, sure. I, I appreciated it jack don't worry. Uh, back in school we used to dream about <laughs> this go. every Woo! day sounds like they could have used you on the mic I did dream to stay. okay yeah so uh anyway you know you just the bands are nice but uh when i'm at a wedding nothing nothing a band is doing makes me like run to the dance floor Right. Unless, okay, I've, yeah, I've been to one wedding where the band was so fucking good, I couldn't believe it. Like, they were ki- like were fucking killing it. Like, they did Taylor Swift and then hit, like, Cool in the Gang seamlessly, and you're like, oh, fuck. Damn. Wow. They were really good. Damn, and, son, where'd you find th- those? But what's even wilder, <laughs> this week, so I was at a wedding, too, this weekend. It was, what was wild is they hired a DJ who comes with a drummer, a trombone player, and the DJ plays sax. So he'll be like playing shit. That's dope. And then he'll just <laughs> sort Watch me. Watch. I, I took a video because this shit was so Nukuyama. wild. This is them doing house music, but this dude is ripping a trombone. Oh, shit. I oh, just no. fucked up my whole mic. Hold up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, God. no shit. I just fucked him. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting that video. <laughs> no, not a chance. This thing got me so turned up. Okay, th- and I gotta show you this band. <laughs> Just listen. You know this track they're playing too. Like, mm. this is the the DJ and the trombone player playing this shit. Come and on. like moving around a little bit. Yeah, this dude was getting his check. Yeah. So many songs, they would just the trombone player would come out of nowhere and just like rip a trombone oh. solo to like damn fucking that crazy is a and love great and shit. idea. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, I want to blew my mind. <laughs> I think that is such a great endorsement for what you're talking about, Nick. And also the other big endorsement that Miles just said was that he's been to one wedding where the band actually like <laughs> yeah. kicked ass. Right, right. Miles goes to a wedding every weekend. 
He's yeah. <laughs> he is the most popular human being I know. He's well, always I just have Zeit gang invite me. I say, hey, we're getting married. I'll show up. <laughs> hey, I, won't going on? I won't eat. I won't eat. He, he goes on Twitter and just searches, uh, we're getting married, and then tries to make <laughs> yeah. fast friends. Like how right. people were like Zoom bomb in the early pandemic when trolls yeah. just look for loose Zoom links on Twitter. <laughs> you're and just you're, you're like, in the Yo, back of every engagement photo <laughs> popping over a bush. And I'm like, man, this band's good. They're and like, one where did band. you get that chicken from? I'm one like, band out me. of the whole, out of his whole wedding crasher career. Yeah. That, yeah. But that was amazing. Like it was just kind of like they knew how to use the instruments like that were like horn or brass based and just like accentuate. And that yeah. was fantastic. Mm. This band was a, a whole a bunch of old lawyers. Yeah. Like, oh. li- literally old lawyers. And they play That's the other thing you look for in a good band. Yeah. Like yeah. 70s rock music. And it sounds that description sounds bad. Yes. But I will say they were incredible at what they did. Right. Like right, playing right. 70s rock covers. Like the first song was like, I could have sworn that guy w- was Neil Young had come out. He was wow. doing a Neil Young impression. I mean, I was like, and they were all really great at their instruments. But at one point, the guy, uh, the lead singer said, um, people say, people complain that all of our music, uh, every, everyone that wrote <laughs> it complain. is dead. <laughs> but so we do have one newer song and we're going to play it right now. And they played Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wow. Wheel. Rock me, mama, like a wagon mm. wheel. That, that one, you know. I don't, I don't know. It's that like one. fifteen years old, okay. right? I like to like, but guess who's not dead? Three, four <laughs> on a dark desert highway, cool <laughs> wind in my like, yo. What the fuck? You're like, hey, three out of the five here. of them are alive. They're All still right. here, so fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles never die. Never die. Never die. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. 
It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And... Yeah, so real quick, checking with the Brazilian election. We've been kind of talking about this, keeping eyes on this for a little while now, because it is a fairly straightforward showdown between progressive leftist policies and open and unabashed fascism. And fascism didn't like fully prevail, but it did better than expected. And yeah, so Lula who is a leftist former president in Brazil, was expected to beat Bolsonaro in the first round of the election and get 50% of the vote. He did not. He got 48.5. Bolsonaro got like around 43. And so that leads to a runoff, which gives Bolsonaro more opportunities to, you know, fuckery. Oh, yeah. Claim fraud, stage a coup. And yeah, it just... I don't know. The The main reason I'm bringing it up is because the main story from Reuters about this was like markets are surging after Bolsonaro's stronger than expected result. Because, And I just think it kind of goes back to what we've been saying on this show, which is that the status quo, like powers that be in the world, in the global economy, would much rather have fascism than they would leftist policies that actually help people. Right, right. Well, that's we definitely know that sharing is will fuck the market up right. uh, terribly. So is that's this, isn't this how we can classify every international election now that it's like 
it's either the fascist or the crunchy leftist, like Italy, France. Well, I I think in other countries the the England. thing that's the fascism is is not the ingredient that that's missing. Fascism is everywhere. The leftist is the ingredient that's usually missing. <laughs> right, right, like right. an o- mm. openly progressive leftist candidate is usually missing and it hasn't been like south and central oh, america sure. there's been some success with leftist leaders uh taking power which is one surprise brazil's like go voted for the person that y'all are voting for rather than go coup that will help our global interests which is right i feel like what we normally hear uh yeah. in these situations especially and that makes sense because on the like the financial side of it everyone's like hey man hey that was great for the markets though huh yeah. Not sure what the lived experience is for, you know, marginalized Brazilian people. Yeah. I mean, the alliance between corporate rule, capitalism as it currently exists and fascism has been clear in the U.S. for a long time. There was an attempt to overthrow FDR's administration, which we've talked about before, called the business plot, where, you know, FDR's administration was the result of a leftward movement in the event of catastrophic failure of the market rule philosophy, which led to the Great Depression. And so a bunch of business leaders hired a military general to overthrow, to like try and stage a coup on the U.S. government. And it, it, it was found out because they like the general was like, nah, fuck you guys. And that but that's the only reason it was like found out. And that like that that is the truth about the current status quo like jeff bezos like pe- people who are some of the most powerful people in the world would much rather have fascism than leftist rule and like socialism yeah i just uh, just watching kind of like the the like the last push like this last week i mean bolsonaro got like a a ton of people to be like yo you better fucking get on wax endorsing me like neymar the soccer player did like this very cringy video where he was like singing Bolsonaro's like 2020 like campaign slogan. And it's just, you know, it's 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 interesting to watch just how like like how the mainstream responds to this, how they're like more some artists are like, no, we would never vote for Bolsonaro. A lot of like athletes are like more traditional, like conservative and they're like, yep, we're all in here. Sure. And also just see that like the pieces are there for you know, a potential coup, but a lot of people feel that it might not be enough of a plurality of the military and police to pull it off. Yeah. But I think that's what makes this runoff like scary because in the interim between them, uh, between now and the runoff, a lot more destabilizing shit can occur if Bolsonaro tries to, you know, follow through on what he seemed to have been promising, which is like, I ain't leaving. Yeah. And Bolsonaro was thought like people the the overall story had been he was just getting his ass kicked in this election. So having a stronger than expected result, who knows what that's going to do for military leaders who are like on the fence about whether or not to participate in the coup that he is clearly kind of steady, steadily pressuring them to to carry out. Yeah. So and so much fucking dude. there's so much like the rainforest is such a big deal. Like, it's like so much that's going to be determined by who wins this yes. election. Like, there's so there is so much at stake that I think, you know, uh, for, from us on the outside, you know, looking in, just don't don't fully grasp. And every time I'm like reading, I'm like, Jesus, the corruption, the fucking like the, the state of our rainforests and shit like yeah. that all hang in the balance. Just record deforestation under Bolsonaro. And like that is 
not just it doesn't seem like it's like a a accidental byproduct of his of his philosophy it's like that part of his philosophy is like no nah, fuck those trees yeah so well, yeah. so everybody in brazil it's time to vote all right <laughs> thank That's you the only way we can save <laughs> democracy is if you vote so if you're already in line stay in line Right. And that's what the other thing, like I, we we're going to start a campaign on here called rock the vote where we just like yeah. get, get people to understand that it's cool to vote. And hopefully yeah. that'll, that'll change, change the time. Yeah. That sounds so cool. I'm thinking about trying to wrap the vote. Rack yeah. the vote is a cool idea. Rap. No, rap there was the a rap, a wrap the vote. I think there yeah, was, that's a, that's a there? real campaign. Yeah. That was also very, uh, it spoke there was to like me. an album. Wasn't there as an a 40 year old? <laughs> Uh, was Hillary oh, Clinton man. like driving bars on the on the album or my god uh, I want to look this up it feels like I feel a, like it was like Chuck D probably was okay. in there you know like th- that that era of things right mm, yeah I'm not finding anything good no <laughs> I think I think we Mandela affected it oh man there was definitely something where rappers were coming out like in like we're full force in 2004 because I remember it was like the first presidential election I voted and I was like this it maybe was maybe the rock the vote, vote or people die getting more vote or die one. that's what it was yeah. oh, vote or oh, die was the one yeah. that Diddy was like the main yeah. person for yes Diddy I will vote or die thank you <laughs> vote or die yeah all right let's talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene Miles what's uh, as our as our Marjorie All Taylor the single ladies. correspondent, <laughs> yeah, shout out to single ladies, you know, because yeah. got me looking so crazy right now. These rallies got me looking so crazy right now. Uh, she had a she was Trump had a rally in Michigan over the weekend. Apparently, people left fifteen minutes into him speaking. I don't take that with I don't look at that good or bad or anything. I just I think people just go and they're like, all right, I've seen enough. I will still vote for racism. Don't worry. Yes. And but I think maybe <laughs> they left because Trump presumably was the most subdued speaker there that evening. Marjorie Taylor Greene took the mic, you know, it was, the, I think, one of the openers for for the orange God. And, you know, basically just straight up falsely claimed that Democrats have already begun the systemic killings of Republicans. Uh, I'll wow. play this clip for you. Oh, and we'll nice. Talk about, I didn't know we had started. Well, I'll play this and we'll talk about kind of what she's even referencing on the other side. We're all targets now, though, for daring to push back against the regime. And it doesn't stop at a weaponized legal system. I'm not going to mince words with you all. Democrats want Republicans dead. And they've already started the killings. An 18-year-old boy was run down by a Democrat driver who confessed to killing the teenager simply because he was a Republican. Uh-huh. Mm. Wow. I'm going to need a citation Even right there, but... here in Michigan, just last week, an 83-year-old woman was shot in the back for advocating for the unborn. Whoa. Uh-huh. We hadn't yeah. heard of any of these. Biden has declared every freedom-loving American an enemy of the state. Okay, that's just, we'll just stop there. So she's referencing two things. The first one was this guy in North Dakota, where the 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 sort of the headlines were that this guy thought this eighteen-year-old that he like killed with his car, like ran over with his car. He thought he was like a Republican and then like an extremist Republican, and like they had an argument. Apparently, according to this guy, they had an argument. And over politics, the guy felt that this dude was going to call up his homies or whatever, and they were going to fucking attack him. So he like in a panic, like, I guess, attacked this guy with this car. 
not really defensible, no matter how you cut it. But the police and during their investigation said they found no evidence that there was any like political anything involved with this. OK, like it could have just been a drunken argument where someone just fucking lost their shit and then killed another person. Not because they said, I'm voting for Trump. What now? I'm a target. No. And then the other one was about the, what happened in Michigan, where she said this woman was shot in her back. This was apparently this woman was going around this like 80 something year old woman was going around trying to get people to vote against the ballot proposition that would have enshrined like abortion access in the state constitution because she's like, hi, I'm pro forced birth. Don't you know, don't help people. OK, can I count on you? And then the woman was like, "Nah, I'm not really into that. Please leave. She wouldn't leave. An argument, I guess, ensued that the husband came out and like fired a warning shot into the tree and then like she was up. Then this guy said he thought she was going to come at her with a clipboard. So he tried to club it away with his gun, but his mm. finger was on the trigger guard and accidentally hit her in the shoulder. Again, I don't know what the fuck is going on there, but hardly a situation where it's like, ding dong, are you a Republican right yeah. this way to the fucking, you know, whatever the fuck terrible situation she's trying to paint? Yeah. Well, she's got a good point. So it's, <laughs> um, so it's millions of black and brown people killed by the police. Right. And mm -hmm. then two confusing stories that uh, you could make an argument for. Exactly. I mean, you want to talk about hunting people down? I'm like, that's that the Republicans or conservatives, extremists are doing that with like abortion seekers. Talk about the people who escort people to and from clinics. They're like, it's a whole other level of just violence and aggression. Uh, or, you know, like you're saying, people of color who are interacting with the cops, the LGBTQ community, black, you know, fucking anybody, Jewish people. There's all these people who get targeted. But again, this is something where they found some version of like, oh, the word I thought he was a Republican fits right into this like this like out of control worldview that I'm trying to peddle, which is they want us dead. So we better start thinking of that. They might not be human as well. Which yeah. obviously that's all part of, you know, like any civil war or internal uprising like that. You have yeah. to really go full pedal to the metal on dehumanizing the other to be able to get people in a different zone to mistreat or act out violence against them. Right. They have to do this kind of shit because like object the facts don't favor any of their policies. Like objectively, the Republicans worldview is basically there is a version of the world where some people just deserve to die. Right. That's just on them. That's really not our problem. Those mm -hmm. people, that's not our problem. That's on them. If they died, then you know what? Maybe it was supposed to be that way. That's pretty much how they think. So this is kind of like now just having to project that shit outwardly where they're like, yeah, and just because of this, they think you're not a person. But, yeah. you know, you look at the Florida like hurricane uh, relief, like sort of tug of war that's happening rhetorically where it's like, I want it. No, I don't want it. I need it. Thank you. Huh? I'm Marco Rubio. And I've right. said seven different things in two days. And this goes along with the grooming, like the whole argument that people on the left and, you know, mainstream Democrats are grooming people like these are all claiming that if if you don't kill them, they're going to kill you. And things about them coming after your children are all like textbook right. tactics for when you are going to justify systemic like murder of of a group of people of the out group like that's right it's proceeding like along like they're going down a checklist and you, you look at how they attack pe like 
other candidates in races, and it's never on the merits. It's never about the policies. It's John Fetterman's a crip. Right. What? That's yeah. not a fucking argument. The same things have with Stacey Abrams right now. They're like, Stacey Abrams will be the fucking God, Lord, Savior of planet Earth. Like, they're sending mailers around with the shot of her being on the new Star Trek show where she was played a character of the president of Earth. And they're like, you don't want to live on planet Stacey. Mm. And going like the, the taxes and crime are going to be out of control. And then like they have Joe Biden in the back doing like terrible Photoshop, Spock, Vulcan, live long and prosper gang signs and shit. Their Photoshop skills are really like that. That's the one war that we can win with them every time. We can I mean, it looks him. pretty convincing. Look how big Joe Byron's hand is compared to his head. It all <laughs> oh my God, they gave him a baby hand. They gave yeah. him a Trump hand. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but again, like, it's all this whole thing of, like, painting whoever of, like, they can't even be like, wow, Stacey Abrams wants people to be able to vote. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, <laughs> uninhibited but that, or do other things. And it's that like, actually no. looks like Stacey Abrams' hand. If you look at the placement. They just right. Stacey Abrams has a white hand. <laughs> right. Either right. one. But I like this one. They're saying they're almost saying, look, these white people are subservient to the black president of Earth. Like, mm. it's all so fucking. What if we had a black president? There's no there's no way this white man would serve under him. Right. right. <laughs> and again, this is just all they have is to just to feed more paranoia, to make people feel more unsafe. Everything, everything you watch, especially on Fox right now, it's everything is meant to make you be like, I don't know my fucking neighbor. They trying to fucking stab me. They trying to give my kid fentanyl. I don't know. It's just, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's running at a very low hum, but it's every day it gets ramped up. bit. If we have term limits and Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene had no more, had no more elections. Would she do any of this or would she like actually try to do something good for her constituents? No, I think she'd be doing this. I think still be doing this. Yeah, she would be doing this in a Facebook group if it wasn't for I think she was (laughs) was doing it in a Facebook group before. Like that's how she came to people's attention was being wild on Facebook. And I think, yeah, it's this is just like being on like a reality show as like, you know, like it's like this. A to B to C sort of sequence to become like a mainstream celebrity. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, first I got to get on the bachelor. And if I go far enough, then I get that spawn con and I can start doing that and, you know, change my income a little bit. And I feel like you you see so many of these like opportunistic politicians left and right. But right now, especially on the right, who are like (laughs) immigrants, gay people. And people are like, what? we love it and they know that by getting into congress it legitimizes you on some level and then you can start grifting like yeah. sure sure, <laughs> you know, sure that's what they all do it's it, you hear political analysts be like well that's where the energy is on the republican side and it's like for like genocide is that what you mean yeah wow it's in the that's air what, the people are wild for it and the q stuff is really that's where all the energy is so everyone wants to get to the point where they have the hundreds of millions of dollars to pay the sandy hook uh parents when they (laughs) when they eventually come for they're like i want i want that settlement to only wipe out a third of my wealth and i'll still (laughs) be okay that's the dream all right let's take another quick break we'll come back we'll talk sports cheating (laughs) 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And yeah, so the the sports cheating story that caught my attention over the weekend was the the poker one. And basically yeah. it just does it doesn't make sense like when you when you look into it if you've seen it but haven't had the patience to like look into it like for her to have cheated on this hand she would have had to have known what cards were coming essentially because like she made decisions as if she knew what cards were coming and that's like impossible so well can you tell us what was in her hand at the time it was like a jack four I think. Okay. So and not, the other guy yeah. had an eight, nine straight draw, like possibility. And mm. so they are a straight flush possibility. And so they, people were like, you never, you never like stay in on a hand against something like that unless you could see his cards and like knew exactly what was happening. But everybody who I've seen who is a rational person and does not seem to be at least partially motivated by misogyny is like, even if she knew what his cards were, it didn't make sense for her to stay in. So knowing what his cards were, like she either misread her hand, didn't like kind of made a mistake and was just didn't really know what she was doing and then was kind of bluffing and talking shit to act like she did it all on purpose. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. There's no cheating. That's how like, right. poke, that, like that's what games of chance are about. And like for him to that, the big thing is that he then like, she was pulled aside by the organizer, organizer of the tournament and this player who she beat. And they like basically intimidated her into giving the money back. Right. And he's like, see, she cheated. She wouldn't have given the money back if 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 she hadn't cheated. Yeah, or maybe just she was being harassed by a bunch of men and she yeah, felt unsafe. He's like the most powerful player in the tournament, and everyone's like, he does a lot for the sport of poker. But I don't know. Mm, Anyways, that's yeah. it's not really worth looking into if you if you haven't. It's just like it seems like it's misogyny and so and we're losing. Exactly. And then right, you know, to me, it's more like this dude couldn't fathom that maybe she just read your ass, like maybe she just knew how to fucking get you to slowly start raising, right, and and then just figured you out. I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, "There's no fucking way that could happen because right. I'm a guy. She's cheating, right. and I don't, haven't seen any evidence." But in this scandal, I'm about to now talk about. We have some. Evidence. There's some fucking evidence in the shit. I had no. I okay. So I'm right now. I'm just going to we talked about the chess vibrating asshole scandal. We've talked about potentially vibrating pants gate in the poker world. This is from another sports tournament over the weekend. I'm not going to say the sport right now. I just want you to listen to the fucking anger from this clip when people have found out that the, someone who won this tournament was cheating. He needs to be arrested. So That's death, motherfucker? No, theft. 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 Okay, yeah. got it. Although they were talking like it could have been death, too. Yeah. That was from a walleye fishing tournament in Ohio. <laughs> the reason that people are screaming fucking murder is because the organizer of the tournament noticed something was amiss well, with the caught fish that the tournament's winners had presented when they like they had to weigh the fish. So he got his knife out, cut the fucking fish open, and pulled out a bunch of lead weights. Hey. Like you can see it in the clip. The guy's just slicing them open. I'll play the clip for you because 
when they're also slicing the things open, the fucking like it it goes to a whole other level when people realize the guy just gutted it and pulled fucking lead weights out. So he's opening now, gutting it. He's about to pull him out. Jason, we got to play off Every fucking single fucking So, a ton of lead weights in the fish's stomachs that were hidden. And you don't know that the fish didn't eat them. That's true. You're right. And how yeah. do they also eat other fillets of other walleyes? Do they have a fillet knife and then they cannibalize each other? Because another fish was just stuffed with more walleye, like fillets. Yo, that was that was they were stuffed with other fish fillets and a pliers, pair of pliers. Like, the fish a pair fillets of pliers are a good idea. The fish fillets are a good idea. Yeah. I also read another one where we're just people, like stuff a bunch of bait into their stomach so that then you people can just will argue. stuff with ice. So the evidence melts after they weigh. Right. right. There's a there's so many ways to do this, right? Like of and the thing is, these guys have been winning like over two million dollars, like over their careers. And when you like they were about to walk off with 30,000 that day if they if no one was wise to their shit. But and like with the entry fees being between like the hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars, you can see why these guys are fucking pissed because you get a boat. There's fucking sponsorships. There's all this money that comes along with like winning these tournaments. And a lot of people have been like, I don't fucking get it. These fucking guys. One of the fishermen was like, I caught a fish the exact same like length, but their shit was like two pounds heavier than mine. And so this there's been some suspicion. And apparently Cheating and fishing is such a huge problem. I didn't know that, like, to the point where in Texas, there are laws specifically to cover this kind of shit. Like, it is a class A misdemeanor or a third degree felony to do that. Yes. And defrauding a fishing tournament with prizes between or that are more than $10,000 carries a maximum fine of $10,000 and a possible 10 years in state prison. Wow. So like, they don't fuck around. No. I heard, I heard some other ways to cheat at fishing, too, where, uh, People will have friends bring them fish and, out in the water. Yeah, or they'll have they'll hide cages under the yeah, water, and they bring them up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, recover the, from from the cages with the pre-stuffed fish. I have a friend dress up as a fish and then sure. catch him and then him. bring him in. And I'm like, that motherfucker is 180 pounds. Yeah, guys, I'm a fucking hundred. <laughs> look at me, I'm a 150 pound giant fucker. It's Tim Robinson in a fish costume. <laughs> Yo, I just don't understand how this went on for so long because everyone thought it and everyone kind of knew it and they never once took a knife to a fish. Never once. I mean, and then when they bring it out, it's got multiple giant weights in it. The The weights is really, they got lazy. The weight to beat was 16 pounds and they came in at 33 pounds. What were they doing? Why was this so much? (laughs) Too much dip on their chip. That's what everyone said. They were at, they were like swinging for the fences in ways like this isn't physically. They weren't even going to get more money. Yeah, you just had to be sick. Just had to beat them by a fucking fraction of whatever the and winning then, weight was. Like the way because you don't see the guy's face in the video. That's the one problem. But the guy that just got caught, you see him from. Oh, behind. you can see him. And like, he just from stands profile. there. He's just, yeah. you can tell, he's, look at him. That's, oh, here, I'll show, there's a yeah. frame of him from the side, just his profile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he knows. Um, he can't even process what's happening. Oh, he's look. Yeah, right? these like, guys you, are in his ear right now. What do you do? Right like, now. do you just walk away? Do you just, 
You gotta kill yourself. He is just absolutely still and expressionless with a little bit of a downturned hangdog look. Like, imagine you're literally LeBron James. And then someone comes in, you know, and they're like, oh, actually, this guy's wearing, like, false legs. (laughs) 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 These are illegal. He's got rockets still. (laughs) He's got rockets still, and he's playing with a remote control ball. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. then no, you're just but fucking the, Pete Rose. I don't know. It they happens. even have shit where, like, you know, the like there will be observers on the boat sometimes to make sure that people aren't cheating. But uh, apparently, people will bribe these people too to be like, "Yo, you didn't say shit." You, well, you yeah. Also, shit. they go to the bathroom and you stuff a weight in. Like, yeah, they can't right. just be there the whole time. Get a camera. And then, and then you also take polygraph tests machine. too. They take polygraph tests. Like the anglers will take polygraph tests after the fact too. But again, come yeah. on. Which is funny. Not- I mean, if you've ever like hung out with fishermen or like fished before and like talked to somebody who like does it for a living, you recognize that they are maybe the biggest liars <laughs> in the like they're professional liars. Like they're, they're like lawyer level professional liars. Where no, they, that's why I mean I, like fishing tale, like to telling the tale, the one that got away and all that stuff. Like they, our culture is like shot through with cliches about what liars fishermen are. So yeah, the, if this is the first <laughs> yeah. time they cut open their fish, like I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the integrity of the governing body of Yeah, not one fishing. tournament had a big magnet that they slap the fish against and see if it sticks. I don't think lead would react to a magnet. Jesus. Nick. Oh, shit. Um, I gotta get Sorry. out of here. I yeah. have to go read my Civil War manual. You need to go look at your fucking period of el- <laughs> periodic table of elements, fam. <laughs> Californium. That <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So are these yeah. guys, are, are they? I the, the guy has a look on his face like he's counting the number of, like trying to do the math on like how quickly he could run to his presumably F-150 and just like get the fuck out of there. He's also yeah. got to be thinking it's like of places to bury his money. Because he is about to lose everything. Right. Yeah. And also, like, it's true. Like, they're on, like, on Reddit. I went on, like, the, like, r slash fishing just to be, like, <laughs> I got the take from, like, general Reddit. And I was, like, what's fishing Reddit got to say? <laughs> and, like, the people were all talking about these guys past. And they felt that, like, the last couple events, people were getting more suspicious. So, like, it might have just been, like, boiled over this tournament where they're, like, no, fucking no. Like, we were willing to maybe not sully the game by like accusing you of cheating then, but I, apparently this was just a bridge too far. Yeah, like the other thing that people were saying was like, you know, the the organizers are probably gonna seek restitution for like the prize money that's come from like because they won the previous year's tournament and are probably going to investigate what's gone on there. And these guys have been, you know, they've been caught before, so it's just fucking. I think we can give them the benefit of the doubt on the previous year's tournament. They're just better yeah, at fishing. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> just let it go. So what? You got a $45,000 boat. It's fine. Right. It's fine. But it's wild, too, to see, like, again, in the commentary, people are like, this is what's wrong with the sport, man. Like, we're out there trying to be honorable. And then, but to your point, Jack, I'm like, are you guys all know? Like, it's all about, <laughs> like, verifying things that are very easy to, yeah. like, switch it up on people. Yeah. Well, Nick, truly yeah. a pleasure, as always. Mm-hmm. Having oh, that's so nice. Where can uh, where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Uh, great question. I'm on Twitter. But more importantly, I wanted to say that I have a al- uh, new uh, special out on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. It's called Ice Cold. My name's Nick Turner. That's all you need to know. 
and uh, go check that out. And I like would an love ice it. cold glass of Nick Turner, please. Yeah, you know what? Okay, this is why it's called ice cold because I did warm up sets for out four hour long tapings, and the network said to do <laughs> to make them all different. I did four 15 minute sets, and the network wow. said to do all do them all different and that um, there's a chance that they would make another hour special out of it and then give me tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> and put it on the network. And I said, great, I'll take that gamble. And so this hour is for cold audiences. Wow. And, uh, yes. And so a normal person would not have done this, but I <laughs> fucking did this. And, um, in the end, this was not cut together until after the season started airing, and it was not considered wow. <laughs> for, for an hour special. But they did end up cutting it, and it's cut with this uh, interview, and uh, it's actually, like, the best thing I think I've ever done. I mean... Uh, better than any TV set I've ever had, better than my other album. I was like, I my half hour for Comedy Central, I watched two minutes of it. I noticed that they had edited out a sentence in the middle of a joke. And then I fast-forwarded it to make sure they kept in the audience interaction that they promised me they would. And they didn't. Mm, <laughs> and I right. never fucking watched it. Wow. But uh, but this one, I'm really proud of. My my wife appears in it. My baby Amazing. appears in it. My mother appears in it. And uh, it's really fun. And I hope oh, you check man. it out. Okay. Yeah. Please go check that out. It's on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. It's, it's been a site since 07. Right. Okay. Back to yeah. six. I hate yeah, to come through check again with another fact there. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, it would actually be magnetic. No. It's actually not. I, although it is a heavy metal, it is not magnetic mm. like gold. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah, that's right. So a friend of mine that also went to this wedding, Chase Mitchell, he went viral with a tweet about his, his flight. And I, it's, it actually, it's a very long thread, but I just want to read you the first two. First one is dude beside me on this plane just tried to get me in an aisle seat to swap with his oh, wife yeah. who is in a middle seat. Wife guys really must be stopped. And I don't appreciate the term wife guy. Yeah. Come on. But then he wrote, I'm not going to do one of those like in-flight tweet threads on this dude. <laughs> But I will say that he also forgot headphones and is now watching stuff on his phone at full volume, which is some shit I have not seen before. And then Chase said he wrote that tweet after 25 minutes of that guy watching stuff on his phone. Wow. And then wow. it was just footage of loud trumpets, he said. It might have been the <laughs> footage from your wedding, Miles. I know. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that shit was... He's like, oh, you don't want to switch seats with me? That's fine. Oh, I guess I forgot my headphones. I guess I'll just watch this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he was. He just, he just mentioned that they uh, had started drinking heavily, and that was it. And then mm. for hours, for like the, the next six hours, there were no tweets. And then uh, when he finally got... When he finally landed in Philly... He started tweeting about how the guy had stolen his phone because he was like, he had some conspiracy theory and he thought that Chase was like sending messages about him through his phone or something. And so he stole Which he it. was. Which he and was. And then everyone like confronted him on the flight. Like Chase was like, do you have my phone? And he's like, no, I don't. Have and then like the cops had to come get him off the plane at the end and they took what? Chase off and they like asked him if he wanted to. 
uh, press charges and he wow. didn't. Did he get his phone back? I guess he got his phone back. Yeah, he got his phone back. Where was it? The guy had just taken it, and then oh, the guy really wow. Yeah, like Chase went to the bathroom and left his phone, and then when he came back, his phone wasn't there. And then the guy went to the bathroom for like twenty minutes, and he was like, "What is going on with my phone with that guy in the bathroom?" And uh, yeah, he just he didn't. Oh my god! Not until he was searched by the cops. I didn't realize that that because I saw that tweet too. I didn't realize it ended with phone theft and cops having to come (laughs) on the fucking plane. So then he rode the plane. He sat next to us on the plane ride home and tweeted a picture of him with the, our baby just to be like, I got a seat upgrade this time. <laughs> and then it's just really funny to see like viral Twitter talk about your baby. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> With no contest. Like, right, right, right. Uh, but uh, anyway, check out that thread. It's hilarious. Well, the moral of that story, I think, is insanely drunk wife guys. Listen to your instincts because he was sending messages about that yeah. guy to Twitter. They weren't secret he was, messages. He but, was. Yeah, he was right. That's the thing. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What is the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Find Jack and I on Miles and Jack got Mad, Mad Boosties, Boosties, our NBA podcast. Uh, and also check me out on 420 Day Fiance with Sophie Alexandra talking 90 Day Fiance. Uh, some tweets I like. First one is from Kim. At Kimmy Monte tweeted, my mother has a medical podcast where she self-diagnoses her ailments. It's called My Voicemail, and it happens every morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. Uh, another one is from uh, at Jay Zucks. Trash Jones tweeted, Chicago-style pizza implies the existence of AP-style pizza. <laughs> and as an English nerd, I definitely laughed at that one. And the last one, Lukewarm tweets at Luke Jared tweeted, me. Um, actually, that's Frankenstein's monster friend. Oh, my bad. Puts energy drink down. Frankenstein. <laughs> don't sweat it, bro. <laughs> that's great. Uh, and actually, Frankenstein would not have that voice. He would be more doctorly because Frankenstein yes. is the doctor. The doctor. The, mm. Yeah. Mm. Just I'm FYI. There, I had to get him back for you, Nick. Yeah. Nah, thank you. I, I now we have a, a lead nerd and a Frankenstein nerd. <laughs> now everything is right in the world. <laughs> Let's see. A tweet I've been enjoying. Patrick, P A T R Y C, tweeted In 1920, we took children out of the coal mines. In 2020, the most popular video game on the market is Minecraft. The children <laughs> yearn for the mines. <laughs> <laughs> and that is. There, there's something to that because they man, yearn for the mines. Man. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> four and six. They... Yo, shout out to the dream face reveal. Oh, do you man. guys see that? No, no. This the, the most popular uh, Minecraft YouTuber revealed his face. He was just yeah. a smiley face before, and uh, it's just hilarious to have to see the internet have like hundreds of thousands of opinions about just some kid's face. Just some guy. <laughs> just some. Some person's <laughs> normal ass face. Yeah, oh, dude, just you couldn't look more normal in a way where it's like, just don't reveal it, don't build it up. Yeah, it's a bunch of fucked up, unhappy people, and they're gonna be like, this fucking normcore fuck. And it's like, <laughs> right. what the fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, people never, they're never, because that, that, a version of that happens with podcasts where people start listening to your podcast and then look you up and you're never what they have in mind. It's yeah, you know what's weird about podcasts too? Because like, no day. matter how many times I look up somebody's face, it I still hear their voice more and I never get there. 
You never mm. connect the two. Like, there's some shows where it's just like, I've looked up their face like 15 times, and every time I'm like, what? Look yeah. at those teeth! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Ira Glass. Actually, Ira Glass <laughs> is the one podcaster that looks exactly like his Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what's a song we think people might enjoy? Oh, you're going to enjoy this one. This is from a group called Speed, Glue, and Shinki, which is a like Japanese psych rock band from the 70s. And I fuck with them because like there's a lot of like half Japanese guys in this group. Shinki is half Chinese. Uh, Glue is half French. And then Speed is a Filipino member of the band. And they just make like when you listen to this stuff, you're like, damn, this is like David Axelrod kind of like like hip-hop sample worthy just band like you know mm. like psych soul band shit from the 70s and this track is called don't say no and it's the 2017 remaster and like this is a band that actually like blew up like well after the fact because they were just very obscure when they were around so mm. check this out speed glue and shinky with don't say no all right well the daily is that guys is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to y'all then bye bye the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elliot connie Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.